Howdy up there, guys, and uh, welcome back. My name is Spy Wujeda, also known as Spy on the Internet. And, uh, yeah, we're back for another episode of the Spycast Convos. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Now, originally, I did record an interview, not interview, conversation, bro. I recorded and um yeah we can definitely edit this bit out right cool so um about two weeks ago as of recording this um me and Aisha had a convo like just talking about her course and about what she does and what she's looking into for the future, that kind of stuff. And uh, I've been spending time on Riverside, just trying to edit that. And man, Riverside's a bit crap. I can't lie. Like two hours, you've recorded, and then that's it. You have to go premium. Come on, man. Like yeah. Also, it's not that seamless, trying to edit words out, and then you come back from, for another editing session, and you're back at the very beginning because you didn't save or whatever. It's crazy, isn't it? But, um, either way, I was going to put that up this week, because, yeah. Then that's Thursday happened. Now, today is um the 13th of December, Wednesday the 13th of December. On the 7th of December, uh, Benjamin Zephaniah, acclaimed poet, author, musician, actor, apparently. Don't know about that. Uh, he's dead. Yeah, he died at the age of 65. From a brain tumor that he'd only just found out about two months prior. But, yeah, either way, he's no longer with us. Now, you guys are probably wondering why on earth am I talking about him in this episode? Like, what's going on? We get to that, but before we do, make sure you give this podcast a follow. Give this episode a review. Everything you need to know about me is in the show notes, and uh, <coughs> with this stumble through done, let's begin, shall we? As a few of you guys may know, I do write poetry myself. Like, being a creative guy, I'm on a film and TV course, of course, I'm creative. Every now and then I would be writing poetry. Now, it didn't start that way. <laughs> You'd think, duh, like, when you were born you couldn't write. No, but I mean, like, I was one of those kids that was silly and thought that you had to rhyme in every poem. Like, every poem you needed to rhyme, like every other line or something. And I found that a little bit off-putting 
because I felt like I couldn't rhyme all the time, and uh, I feel like that, that was just going to limit me. So I decided to hate poetry then and there. I don't know when that was, I just didn't really see the point in writing poetry when all you had to do was rhyme. Like, you could be a bit more creative than that, right? Or you want to speak from the heart, you don't need it to rhyme all the time, right? That's a conversation for another day. In fact, I made a video about that. Uh, I, I definitely put it up on on my main channel. That It's in the show notes, by the way. The channel, not the video, but you can find the video easily. It's called Should Poetry Rhyme? And I could break that down in another episode of this pod, if you'd like. How I got to filming that and, yeah, we move on from that. Year 11. One English lesson. My teachers were like, okay, so today we're going to be writing poetry about nature. I was like, no, I'm not writing a poem. Why? Because they have to rhyme, don't they? So, I don't want to rhyme. Okay, then don't rhyme. I'm not writing a poem. You're going to write a poem. No, I'm not writing a poem. You're writing a poem. And it's back and forth for like probably five minutes. I mean... That was five years ago, so my mind's a little bit hazy. Oh, next thing I can remember is that they decided to put on Benjamin Zephaniah. (laughs) He's performing one of his poems. I don't remember exactly what the poem is, but it was nature-themed, so you could imagine it to be I'm in love with the hedgehogs. I'm pretty sure it's not in love with the hedgehogs, but it could have easily been. Again, it was five years ago. I don't remember. So, what do I know? After playing the video of him performing that poem, they were like, Here, write a poem. Fine. What can I write it about, though? Nature. Duh. (laughs) Like, okay, sure, I guess I'll think of something. Oh, I'll write about my park. Wells Park. Because I live opposite. Like, the estate that I live in. Spoilers, I live in an estate. Yay. Don't find me. It's opposite a park called Wells Park. And I decided, oh, I'll write about that. Write about the nature that's in Wells Park. Because it's basically half woods. Half, you know, like half forest. Half, um... Playground, so you could easily write something about that. And so I wrote it, it quickly transpired that the park itself could represent all my thoughts and feelings. Because at the time I was going through a tiny bit of a rough patch. Okay, well, now there are some things that I feel like I'm going through. That are a lot more deep than five six years ago like five six years ago it was nothing nothing happened like i was just feeling sad because i was feeling sad but now it's like i've got reasons but not to go into those reasons i finished writing that poem teachers were like wow you got a knack for writing poetry like you should definitely give her more goes hey yeah yeah it's actually pretty interesting so, 
you got this point about a park that I live near. How I used that in the poem to represent all my thoughts and feelings about my subconscious, me being very like, you know, self-loathing based on what other people think about me. I had to mention Joey Kidney because I was a Joey Kidney stan back then. I still follow him now, it's just he doesn't post enough on YouTube for me to care. So then, and a little bit better on his podcast, Happy Times, but he's been pretty inconsistent these days, so I mean, I don't really care much. But when he does pop something every now and then that resonates with me, then I'll say it, but till then. So yeah, that one day that seems so minuscule, because it's not like I write poetry every week or every month, it's just whenever something pops up in my head, or something happened, like Benjamin Zephaniah dying, <laughs> then I enter this phase of God knows how long, where I just write poems, or what I perceive to be poems, like, could just be a rant about life, could just be me talking about headphones, could just be me walking the street and talk about walking the street, jumping over a puddle. I just write one about me jumping over a puddle. I've been writing a little narrative poem. I mean, I say a little. According to my Samson notes, it's about 10 pages. <laughs> so it's a long one. It's a hefty one, bros. It's a hefty one. And, uh, I like it. I'm still writing it because, like, it's not finished, basically. Like, you'd imagine it to be finished any time, but it's not complete when the story of the poem is not complete. It's called a narrative poem for a reason. Like, it's basically a short story written in a poetic form. In case you guys didn't get that English literature. Yay. But I've been writing that. And it's pretty interesting. And when I heard the news that Benjamin's of Nice passed, I was like, oh no. Because if it weren't for him, I mean, partly because of him, like, I would have not have been writing poetry if it weren't partly for him, essentially. Like, it's that mad, isn't it? Very mad. But, um, here are a few poems that he did, obviously, that you get to listen to. So, first one, on the topic of poetry, the poem is called This Poetry. And as he emphasized before performing it, <laughs> This is spelled D-I-S, not T-I. T-I? Jesus. T-H-I-S. <laughs> I still cannot talk. <sighs> this poetry is like a rhythm that drops. The tongue brings a rhythm that shoots like a shot. 
This poetry is designed for ranting, dancehall style, big mouth chanting. This poetry won't put you to sleep saying, follow me like your blind sheep. This poetry is not party political, not designed for those who are critical. This poetry goes with me when I go to my bed. It gets into my dreadlocks and it lingers around my head. This poetry is with me when I am riding my bike. I have tried Shakespeare, respect Judea, but this is the stuff I like. This poetry is not afraid of going in a book, no, but this poetry needs ears to hear and eyes to have a look. Yes, this poetry is verbal reading, no big words involved, and if I have a problem, the reading gets it solved. I have tried to be romantic, it did no good for me. I take a reggae rhythm and build my poetry. I could try something personal, but you've heard it all before. No written words are needed because plenty words in store. This poetry is called Dub Ranting, the trumpet of the beat, and everybody starts skanking. This poetry is quick and childish. This poetry is for the wise and foolish. Anybody can read for free. This poetry is for you and me. Don't stretch your imagination. This poetry is for the good of the nation. I chant in the morning. I chant in the night. I chant in the darkness. I'm under the spotlight. I pass through university. I pass through sociology. And then I got a dread degree in dreadful ghettoology. This poetry is with me when I take a walk, and when I'm talking to myself in poetry I talk. This poetry is with me, below me, and above, you see. This poetry is from inside me, and goes to you with love. Happy birthday. So I'm sure you guys enjoyed this poetry. Uh, yeah. I did originally come up with a running order of this episode, how it's going to go. And I fucked it up. Because <laughs> what, what I wrote down in my notes was introduction. Uh, what else? Yeah, so introduction. This poetry. Then I talk about how he got me to write Wells Park. Then I talk about Wells Park. And... Then there's like a biography that I want to spit for like five minutes, just reading off Wikipedia or something. And then another poem that I've got in mind that he wrote, and then outro. I don't know why I just decided to talk about the story behind the Wells Park before <laughs> letting you guys listen to this poetry. But my brain's not been working this term, so let me off. Speaking of which, might as well not bore you guys to death and just have you guys listen to me read that poem. I have written loads of other poems, obviously. Like, they might be more interesting, but just because it's relevant to Benjamin, like, he directly influenced me to write this poem. So, I might as well read this poem in it. Alright, anyways, it's called Wells Park. I hope you guys enjoy. Wells Park by Swaibu Jada, also known as Swan Internet. Cheesy, but oh well. I live quite close by the woodlands, so to speak. So it is natural for me to say this. The woodland, the woodland, inside Wells Park. All the trees and flies and ridges. I know this ain't the Scottish highs, but at the end of the day, it's how we thrive. This 16-year-old boy with a high-functioning autistic mind he must be quite aware that the one being turned his blueprint into things like skies. Skies, skies, the atmosphere is blue. 
because that is the only color we can see by the sun. Well, at least, during daylight. The greens of leaves, the browns of trees, the squirrels, the foxes. There is so much inside this box. That box, a metaphor for what it contains. And nature is what I need. I worried myself constantly about what family thinks of me. I wonder if society gets me. But I, yes I, follow the tune of nature and media. That is, the media of mainly YouTube and SoundCloud, where I invest my free time to none other than Joey Kidney, a Canadian who, in general, loves to help. They, along with certain members of family and my teachers here at school have helped me through my ups and downs. They are what that metaphorical box of mine contains. But from the bottom of my heart, I will say thank you for all I have been and seen. Damn, bro. I love how I read time just, just without stopping, without any mistakes. Madness. It's possible, Spy. Your brain can work sometimes. <laughs> ah. So, guys, um, yeah, that was Rose Park. Can't believe I mucked it up. <gasps> oh well, there's always next time. Well, not that it will be a next time for Benjamin's finale. And why are we doing? Let's just come with it, shall we? Yeah, the biography. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he was 65 when he died. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? But a few things that stand out in his life, obviously, is the fact that he's black. Duh. Like, I'm black too, so we relate in that sense. Mm. I'm first generation black in this country. You guys know I'm not born in this country, so that's that. He was, he was born in Birmingham. Personally, I think Bradford's better, but we move. Um, his dad was pretty abusive, so that's not fun. He and his mum ran away from him. He had like eight other siblings that, like, you know, that was not fun either. Um, he, he did get into some petty crime as a teenager, as a lot of teenagers tend to do. Prisons, not even, not even prisons, just approved schools, borstals. That kind of thing. Like, that's a bit scary, isn't it? Being a teenager, just being a kid, and you've been thrown into, in your mind, is prison. But it's really... Kid prison, like, it's not that bad. Like, they expect you to be an adult and not re-offend. But, you never know these days, do you? Him, having the sex year, and me being autistic is like, wow, like we, we're both neurodivergent. We both got brains that don't really work well in this environment. I mean, being a poet, it's surprising that he he'd struggle to read and write. But there are ways around it, and he definitely figured it out in the form of performance poetry. That's pretty cool. I cannot imagine myself doing that. I'm, I try, but like memorizing it and then performing it in such a way that is unique to me that people are like, ah, that is why. 
performing his poem. Like, I don't know how that could work, personally, for me. But it works for him. He's very famous for that. Um... Yeah, I mean, he's written a lot of stuff, a lot of poetry, a few books. I was writing a few books, unpublished. They're unpublished because I decided to turn them into scripts. So, maybe you see those scripts turn into a TV show. Who bloody knows? I know I said this is meant to be a biography. This is more like comparing myself to him. Like, what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with me? I don't know, man. I don't know. Listen to this episode. I'll be like, what is wrong with you, bro? Like, do better. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although him. <laughs> and what was it? Yeah. Him refusing an OBE and MBE. That's powerful. Some people think, why though? They're just on the right terms. Like, they don't mean anything. But some people, would think it does and maybe if some of those some people have a problem with it because the word empire understandable where he turned it out I mean he also personally felt it's a slap in the face for his ancestry anyways so I mean yeah would I accept one I don't know I mean this doesn't mean anything I could totally get away with either decision, although I guess the guilt that would come from accepting an honorary position where one of the words in the title literally meant me getting subjugated in a different century yeah, not fun not fun so probably not You have to tempt me real hard. I really, really have to go now, so this is my last poem. I'm sitting there thinking, what do I do, what do I do? Somebody asked me for a request earlier, um, as I was saying, and I'm gonna, I think I've got to do that. Um, we're in um, May now, yeah? June tomorrow, is that right? Great. Let me take this opportunity to wish you a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> Be nice to your turkeys this Christmas. <laughs> because turkeys just want to have fun. Turkeys are cool and turkeys are wicked. And every turkey has a mom. <laughs> Be nice to your turkeys this Christmas. Don't eat it, keep it alive. It could be your mate and not on your plate. Say, yo, turkey, I'm on your side. I've got lots of friends who are turkeys. And all of them fear Christmas time. They say, Benj, hey, Benj. Man, <laughs> I want to enjoy it, man. It's a Jamaican turkey. <laughs> but those humans have destroyed it, man. And those humans are out of their mind. Yes, I've got lots of friends who are turkeys. And all have the right to a life. Not to be caged up and genetically made up by a farmer and his wife, no. Turkeys just want to play reggae. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Turkeys just want to hip-hop 
have you ever seen a nice young turkey saying, hey man, I cannot wait for the chop. <laughs> Turkeys would like to get presents. Turkeys want to watch Christmas TV. Turkeys have brains and turkeys feel pain in many ways like you and me. I once knew a turkey, his name was Turkey. He said, Benji, explain to me please, who put the turkey in Christmas and what happens to Christmas trees? I said, I'm not too sure, turkey, but it's got nothing to do with Christmas. No, humans get greedy and waste more than need be and businessmen make lots of cash. So, be nice to your turkeys this Christmas. Invite them indoors for some greens. Let them eat cake. <laughs> and let them partake in a plate of organic grown beans. They love it. Be nice to your turkeys this Christmas and spare them the cut of the knife. Join Turkeys United and they'll be delighted and you'll make new friends for life. Good night. Thank you. talking turkeys and uh yeah i'm gonna end this episode here no need to demystify myself at the moment but i'm going to anyways i'm recording in the booth somewhere in university and i've got to leave soon before they're like where the hell are you <laughs> like yeah it's also 5 20 so i should get back home but uh yeah thanks for coming to this not ted talk but you know, just chat about Benjamin Zephaniah. Great man. He'll be dearly missed. And, uh, yeah, just if it wasn't for him. I guess in a way I wouldn't be where I am today. Like, creatively. Like, you'd think just because I, I, I write poems does not mean that I'm going to work in TV. No, of course not. But I believe in this thing called the butterfly effect, which essentially means that yes, I actually do believe that. <laughs> yeah, so, in my opinion, if I didn't write that first poem, partly inspired by him, then I wouldn't have decided in the long term to get into film and TV. And... Probably this podcast did not exist either because it's part of me being the creative and letting myself out every now and then and I wouldn't be doing that if it went for him. So yeah, you go my king, you go. But um, yeah, thanks for coming. Please uh, give this podcast episode a review. Give this Podcast in general will follow. Everything you need to know about me is in the show notes, including links to Benjamin Zephaniah's poetry and books and interviews. I'll make sure I get that done. This episode will be up on Sunday, which is exactly 10 days since he died. So, I mean, a little bit ominous, but thought it would work. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming, and uh, 
speak to you guys next time. Definitely after this episode, you guys will get to hear me and I should talk it out again. Could be a Christmas special, who knows? You'll see. Anyways, goodbye.